Welcome to Tea Time with Monica. Are you ready to spill some tea? Co-founder of the Rosé Wine Mansion, we are celebrating National Rosé Wine Day. So, you guys, let me give y'all some tea on Tyler. He is a former wine columnist for the Boston Paper, The Weekly Dig, and co-founder of The Wine Riot. After years of kicking it with winemakers, judging wine competitions, and speaking at trade events, he and Morgan First founded the Rosé Wine Mansion together in New York City. Welcome, Tyler. Hi, it's great to be here. Yes. Well, we're going to begin with a quote today by Robert Mondavi. Wine to me is passion. It's family and friends. It's warmth of heart and generosity of spirit. How does this quote relate to your relationship to wine? Yeah, I think the thing that I love so much about wine is that it's like this beverage that's built to be shared Mm -hmm. And it's this beverage that's built to like, you have people that come together and you share it and you talk and you discuss and you like fun. And, um, you know, like it, it is like a generous spirit because like one person will bring wine or two people can bring wine, but it's always about sharing. And I think that that's one of my favorite things about wine. Awesome. I think you're right. Wine is like that. You can have it by yourself, but it's so much better with so many people when you're sharing mm-hmm. it, you're enjoying it, the flavor, introducing people to new wines, which is something you do. Indeed. It, that is definitely <laughs> something I do. <laughs> so how did you start teaching people about wine? Yeah, it actually started over 10 years ago. Um, I, I graduated college and I mm-hmm. didn't, like, I think a lot of people, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And I ended up um, living in Boston and mm-hmm. I had a, <clears throat> I got a job at like an office that uh-huh. I was not super excited about, but I got a job at a wine shop part time. It's like across the street from my apartment. And so I worked there two nights a week and I really saw this, like, I saw all these people my age coming in and mm-hmm. had a lot of questions about wine. And yeah. I was trying to learn about wine and I realized that there weren't many great resources like yeah, yeah, yeah you could read a 900 page book or you could take a $1,200 class mm-hmm. but if you just wanted a little bit of information right. um you know like it was hard to get so I started throwing parties in my apartment with my friends I'd be like everybody give me 10 bucks I'll mm-hmm. use my discount to buy us wine and we can all learn about it <laughs> yeah. um awesome and then we started moving those to the basement of a couple different wine stores that we would do them in the stores then we moved those to restaurants and we would do 300 person events like that and then um, my business partner Morgan and I decided to start this wine festival called Wine Riot. And that's when we did like a 3,000 person wine tasting. But it was the same idea from like that first party I threw in my apartment, which was like, let's wow. get a bunch of friends together, let's open a bunch of wine, and let's like learn about it together. So from you just trying to learn about it and just have fun with friends, you created an entire business off of it. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, a whole career, actually. <laughs> oh, right, a whole career. Because you've been in this for, what, like a decade or so? Like over a decade? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, you never think about, like, yeah, like you I said. Yeah, I started that. No, go ahead, go ahead. 
Oh yeah, I started the first wine tasting. I did that first wine tasting in my apartment in 2006. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just leads to all of this great work that you've been doing in the wine industry. And all of that from you just wanting to have fun with wine and, and, <laughs> right? learn about, and learn about it. But I mean, you know how many people like have part-times and you never think that your part-time or your passion will become your full-time mm -hmm. job. And you were able to do that with a great friend. Yeah. And I mean, it helps that I don't really love working for other people. So there was a very <laughs> strong desire to like start my own business. Uh -huh. um, that, that was a big part too. <laughs> was it scary when you all threw that first like big 3000 person event with the wine riot? Oh man, it is the big events we did. We ended up doing 50 major events in six US cities ranging between mm -hmm. three and 6,000 people. And like, like, it's a, it's, it's crazy. It's equal parts, completely horrifying mm -hmm. and terrifying. And it's equal parts, like the biggest rush you could ever have in your entire life. Like you stand up and you like, we did it in New York, we did it at the 69th Armory and you could stand up and watch 2000 people having fun at a time. And you knew wow. that in four hours, a whole nother group of 2000 people were going to show up. And the whole thing is just wild. It's like really wild. When we stopped doing them, I really, really missed it. And mm -hmm. then we started Rosé Mansion, so. <laughs> so let's get into that. Why Rosé? Yeah, I, so, you know, we started it with Rosé for a couple different reasons. One, mm -hmm. it was, um, you know, it was like a trend that was peaking upwards. But, you know, Rosé is just, it's a really great vehicle for storytelling. Mm -hmm. You know, the very first wines ever made 7,000 years ago were pink. And no matter what point in history or where in the world, if somebody was making wine, they were mm -hmm. also probably making a pink wine, which allows us to tell all of these different stories about um, history, about science, about culture, about like environment and all of these different things. Um, mm -hmm. Plus it's, it's really fun. And like, you know, there's this whole... I mean, it's chic, it's glamorous. Like yeah, it's funny. I was like, you know, digging through my closet and I was like reorganizing some stuff. And I went to this Rosé event, I think in California back in like 2013, I found this t-shirt. I'm like, I had to buy a pink t-shirt because I didn't own one in 2013. And now mm -hmm. like 60% of my closet is pink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. Like pink comes in so many different shades that, you know, I think even the Rosé wines are in different colors, aren't they? Yeah, the Provence wines, this is interesting because in the wine industry, the Provence wines are very, very almost colorless, right? They're almost like white wine. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have red wines that are like full skin contact and everything in between. And the wine industry seems to believe that people don't want to drink these like really like dark rosés. But mm -hmm. we in a very different, you know, we haven't seen that at Rosé Mansion. Like the restaurants are like that but we don't, we have like these really cool wines from Italy that are like almost red wines, you know? Right. We have like, I, there's just so many cool different wines that I'd like, that are, you get different flavors when they, the skins soak for longer and make these darker and darker and darker red, like these cool hues, you know? Yeah, so t uh, talk to us about, like before we get to the wines that are there, the different rooms, like I've audience, yeah. I've been to the Rose Mansion, it's amazing. <laughs> Can't wait till the pandemic's opening it over and it opens back up so you can go yep. actually in and experience it. Um, but 
but talk to us about how you guys created it. It's eight rooms, right? Um, yeah, it depends how you count. I think there's, there's about 12 different rooms, I think, depending on how you count them. But yeah, um, so the whole thing is designed by Morgan and I. You know, okay. like we like hand sketch out kind of what we want and then we work with different artists to help bring them to life. Okay. You start off in the airport um, and we, Morgan and I both love traveling. And so we wanted to like, it serves two purposes. One, it like tells you you're about to go on an adventure, you know? Yeah, it is. Um, and the other fun thing about it is like, we also, you know, everybody knows exactly what to do in an airport. You get your ticket scanned, you check your bag, you like queue up, you're like, uh -huh. get ready to go. And so it kind of serves two purposes for that. Um, and there's these, all these little things at the mansion that you kind of have to look for that the average person doesn't see. Like we have these rosé posters that advertise rosé in the airport that we made them look like these vintage airline posters. We, we designed those, wow. you know, um, and we made those and, we're not, the wineries don't pay us to do this. We're not paid by the wineries at all. So like we're doing this just cause like we think it's really cool. It's not like mm -hmm. we found the vintage posters, you know? Right. Um, and then you go through our winery. So you, end, you go through these grape arches and that's kind of like our version of the, the vineyard. And then you go into this room with these huge grape balls and it's oh like the grapes are soaking in the, soaking in the liquid, mm -hmm. you know, and the floor is pink. So yeah. we wanted it to be like you're swimming through the vat of grapes and the oh juice. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then we have the winery with this wine tank that we bought from a winery in Oregon. It's broken. Uh, <laughs> so we got it pretty cheap because they wanted to get rid of it. Um, and you get to drink wine out of the wine tank, which we were really excited about. We have a science lab that teaches you all about the history of fermentation. And, like, I actually, like – hand sketched the entire huge banner on the wow. wall. So do you have like an art background doing this or this was just all no. in your head? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, I'm just like, I want, if you want to show up to Rosé Mansion and just run through and drink some wine and have fun with your friends, you can totally do that. We're set up, we're excited to host you. But if you want to like actually dive really deep into some of these subjects, we wanted that information to be there as well. Right. You know? So with with having the artists help you create each room, how did you choose the artists? Because like I said, I've been there. My favorite room is like that Cleopatra room. I'm in love with ancient, like I yeah. watch every yeah. documentary on ancient Egypt. I had no clue that she yep. had a love for like rosé wine. And just each yep. room is so unique and different on how you created it and then the pairing it with the different wines. So how did you choose those mm -hmm. artists? Are they, and then are they local to like New York or are they, all around the country or the world? Yeah, we tried to focus, my business partner, Morgan, she's the one that really finds, you know, she's really used to use Instagram really heavily to help try to find the artists that match mm -hmm. the thing that we wanted to do. So, okay. you know, we always feel like it's best to be like, we have an idea, like the, um, the room, like the, psych like the psychedelic room, we really wanted to talk about acidity in wine and we thought it'd be funny if we called it the acid trip and made it psychedelic. So Morgan uh -huh. went and found, um, found an artist that makes these really cool psychedelic landscapes. So we wanted to find artists, match the artist with what the vision that we had, but mm -hmm. we don't want to come in and tell them what to do. So we kind of give them like, okay, we want it to look like this. Here's the color palette. Go for it. Wow. Um, so we're constantly trying to find new and different artists to come in as we like change and, you know, and grow things. But that's, 
that's more Morgan's domain. That's less of mine. <laughs> <laughs> so then when you were creating the rooms, how did you decide which, wine, which rosé wines to pair with each room? Because I know some of them have like one or two in them. How did you mm -hmm. make those decisions? Yeah, so I'm the wine guy. So we actually built, we got like, I think like seven colors of note cards and we built this crazy wall where we were like, okay, we want every room to have a photo moment. We want every room to have a sensory moment that's not just sight. We want every room to have a, um, uh, you know, like an activity or something to do. Uh, we wanted to have a kind of like a feeling and then we wanted to have a wine and we put them all up and we wrote down some things like we knew we wanted a New York state wine. We all, mm -hmm. 100%. We knew we wanted a room that taught people about sweet wine. Um, we really dove deep and fell in love with Cleopatra. And so mm -hmm. we're like, okay, we got to do the Cleopatra room. And it was actually kind of hard to find the right briquette, like the briquetto because we wanted to find the wine that she drank. Um, oh, okay. And, and so that that's was, the actual you know, one she drank that's in that room. I mean, it's not the actual, but yeah, it's the same grape from the same region made it in somewhat a similar way. Okay. Wine in ancient Rome was very, it's very, very, very different from what we have today. Mm -hmm. It was more of like a sludge. Wow. <laughs> that was less appetizing, but it got you drunk. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, like, but same, <clears throat> it was like the same general, yeah, it's the same wine that she drank essentially. It probably okay. tasted different. <laughs> no, but it's actually like audience. It's really good. Actually, we, my friend and I, after we had it at the Rosé Mansion, we actually searched for it when we got back home to DC area and we found it. We buy it all the time. She keeps it at her house. So when I come over, we can have a glass together. So it's a, like, it's really good. So you guys did a great job picking it and doing the room. Oh, cool. That's awesome. But yeah, sometimes we start with the wine, but then sometimes we would start with a theme and then go find a wine that matches the theme. Oh, okay. So it, it, it but, went in different ways to kind of pair everything together. Yeah, but for us, it was like, you know, really important to, since we're buying all the wine ourselves, we really wanted to make sure that we supported like small family run and like local businesses as much as humanly possible. So, you know, like I know the owners of, I think like 80% of the wines that we poured, like I've known them for like a long time. So we wanted to make sure that like, you know, like the Dr. Constantine Frank wine from uh, the Finger Lakes. Like I know Meg, I've been friends with Megan Frank for a couple of years. She's the third generation to take over the winery. Her great grandfather's Constantine. Mm -hmm. And like in 2018, we bought their entire rosé supply. Everything. Wow. You couldn't even get it at the winery. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys like clear it out. We want it. It's ours. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you know the people at Dark Horse, please tell them to call me. Cause I am a dark horse <laughs> wine. Like I'm actually, I have the rosé right here. I've been sipping it. So <laughs> I drink a lot of dark horse wine. Their big red blend is one of my- I love the cans. I love the cans. Yeah, I do. I get the cans, um, their big red blend, their rosé. Now they have their uh, Brute and the sparkling rosé. So I love dark oh. horse. Yeah, they do. I actually had it for my birthday last year. I kind of- Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, with the mansion, how are you guys going to celebrate National um, Rosé Wine Day? Like, it's coming up. What are you guys going to do? Yeah. yeah, well, you know, we can't be open. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, we're in a pandemic. The last few months has been in a pandemic. It's been a little challenging. We have some content. We have some things that we want to do. Um, we just launched uh, wine delivery in New York City. I'm so, so jealous. 
Um, yeah, we figured like, you know, like this, people need wine. New York needs wine. We can help. Um, right. so it's actually like, uh, Elizabeth, who's our customer service. Like if you email us, she responds. She's the one that's her and her husband are the ones that drive around and do all the deliveries. Wow. So um, it's all a collective effort with the family. Whereas they want to manage your family. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, we're, it's like, it's not like a big, huge, uh, initiative, you know, it's like us selling, selling some wine. We have a drug, we have a, we have a six pack of dry, six pack of sweet. So I think like, you know, we have a number of different, uh, uh, promotions that we're doing and things like that. But yeah, we, you know, national rosé day. That's like, you know, that's our, like, that's our big one. (laughs) Right, right, right. It's like a big one for you guys. I mean, I know people love to sell. I like to celebrate Rosé Wine Day. I'm over here like, okay, what do I do? Um, I can't really go anywhere. I can't go to a festival. I can't come to, you know, know your venue. Um, So it's like, what do we do in-house? How do we do that? Because you guys have been connecting with fans virtually. I mean, I went, I think I was on for you guys first uh, Wine Happy Hour, the first time you did it on a Friday. Oh, cool. um, When the pandemic first hit. And I liked how you guys started that connection. So let's, Let's talk about how you're keeping connected with fans that way. I do a wine Wednesday that's turned into, it's been so cool. The wine Wednesday, I was like, I don't know. I'm drinking wine. It's, I'm, I'm here. So like, what are the, I just turn Zoom on and anybody that wants to show up can show up. Right. Um, and then the idea is like, you know, I've been a wine expert. I've been in the business for like, you know, 10 years. So like, show me what you are drinking. So people show me the labels like mm-hmm. in the Zoom and I tell them what the wine is and and I answer questions about it. A lot of times people will be like, oh, this is a bottle I got as a gift. What is it? I'm like, oh, okay, so check this out. This is how this works. This is when you should drink it. Um, and it's turned, it's this really cool community on Wednesdays. Um, and then Fridays we do our big happy hour where uh, we kind of segment it out like a, like a uh, variety show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like, we make a, I make a quarantini, we play some drinking games, we always have a guest on, uh, and then we do a dance party. Yeah, I saw you guys did something with Tipsy Scoop. I was so jealous that I couldn't get the kit. Yep. How, how amazing is that to have like, it's almost like a froze, but it's an ice cream treat and you guys had the, the ice cream and the rosé. How are you, how are you oh picking God. those, the, who you're pairing with though? It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, so Tipsy Scoop, we have actually known Melissa from Tipsy Scoop for probably like eight or nine years. She used to come mm-hmm. and do all of our, uh, wine ride events in the in New York and so like we've known her for a really long time so it was a natural partnership to be like okay cool let's like put some wine and put some um, boozy ice cream together uh, man that stuff is so good <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean tipsy scoop they have a lot of different flavors so I was I was very happy to see you guys pair up together because I mean it's best of both worlds ice cream and rosé Similar. How can you go wrong? Well, <laughs> it's almost as good as the fact that you guys have tacos in there. How did you make that decision to have like the taco bar in the Rose Wine Mansion and parent people having like that room where they could get the rose and then go get the tacos? Yeah. So we opened with a partnership with Taco Dumbo. And, you know, I think a big part of it is Morgan grew up in Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, and we actually ran our company out of Los Angeles for probably five years taco capital of the United States. Yeah. You know, uh, we love tacos and you know, it kind of went back to like one of the things that Morgan, Morgan and I used to do meetings. We'd be like, Oh, let's do a quick meeting. 
and we would get these, like, we would get a bottle of wine and go to our favorite taco place. Wow. And like, and, and like good California, good fruity, juicy California, like Zinfandel or like something like that with, with tacos is like unbeatable. Like it's like one of my favorite pairings ever. Yeah. So when we met the folks from Taco Dumbo, it made sense to like do a run. So we did, we did a six month run with them and we're actually now, we were in the process of opening a, a new food vendor because we wanted to, the idea to have it be rotating. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're on pause, but I have, we have some really cool new food that we're going to like have once we reopen. Well, I'm going to need this pandemic to be over so we can get new food and I can come visit. It's, just, it's, right? it's really right. cramping our style here. <laughs> so, <Tell me about. laughs> um, <laughs> so um, talk to us about like, what rosés would you recommend? I know you have a ton and you probably like scanning mm-hmm. through your head, but like off the top if someone was like just getting in, someone who's like a little bit kind of like in the middle and somebody who really knows your stuff, what three would you recommend to those people? Yeah, I think if you're just getting into figuring out what you like, it's a really good idea to kind of like calibrate your palate and figure out what, what you like. And the mm-hmm. best way is to kind of like, like we have that room that lets you taste a dry and off dry and a sweet wine. That's kind of mm-hmm. like, if you can figure out where you fall on that, do you like all three like me? Do you like, you know, like more on the sweeter side? Do you like more on the drier side? Mm-hmm. Um, that, I think that's a really great place to start because once you have that vocabulary and it can just be, I like them a little sweet. I like them very very dry. I like them very sweet. Once you have that vocabulary, you can walk into any wine store and you can like start exploring, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then for somebody that like knows a lot about Rosé, I love the wines from weird places, not necessarily weird places, but places that you don't necessarily think of as wine regions. Like Mm -hmm. we have a really cool wine from Turkey. Um, you know, we have some, we have some cool, like, like super, super dark, almost red wine rosés from Italy. Um, you know, there's some, oh man, we thought we just got this wine from, from Australia in, and it has, I think, 115 different grapes in it. Wow. And they had to write them all in the bottle. Are you serious? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it, it's like one grape per, it's like, there's not even like, it's cool though, but they blended 115 different grape varieties together to make this wine. And it's super, I just think that that kind of stuff is really fun to explore. And there's just yeah. so many people doing such interesting things with those. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, hearing about that many grapes in one wine, I'm like, what kind of flavor do you get out of that? <laughs> it's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, save me some when you open so I can come back and get some of that. Because that sounds very interesting. Rosé Mansion stock. It's We're totally stocked. We were ready to like, you know, so it's, it's sitting there. It's waiting. I'm ready. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as they say it's open, I'm ready. So you've judged wine competitions though. So let's get, let's come off of Rosé for you. judged different wine competitions. How do you like, mm-hmm. do you get super drunk when you do that? Is it like just a little, like the regular tasting or... <laughs> And how do you go about judging? Yeah, um, you spit it out, which is mm-hmm. not like the most attractive thing, but everybody's doing it. Um, so yeah, you, I've done a couple competitions. My, uh, my palate 
you start just tasting nothing after about like 90 or a hundred wines in a row. And mm-hmm. it used to like, but it took me a while to build up to that. So yeah, they just like, and it's all blind when they give it to you. So you have no idea what you're drinking. You know what category you're in. You're like, okay, cool. We're drinking Syrah between 10 and $30, but you don't, you don't know anything about it. And you taste and the best competitions I've been in have like, you're at a table with like three or four other people. So you get to talk about it, which is great. Um, but it's speed tasting. Like, how do you wow. get through 90 wines in a day quickly? You know? Wow. <laughs> 300 wines though in a day sometimes? Uh, 150 most. Okay. You want to keep it under 100. Wow. But that many in a day. But you said, like you said, you're spitting it out. So you're not really. Yeah. Taste it. You still get a little buzz because like you're going to absorb. But like, yeah, you taste, spit, taste, spit, write notes, taste, spit, taste, spit, write notes. Again, not the most attractive thing, but um, that's how you got to do it. <laughs> Very fun. It sounds interesting how you do it. So like when they're looking for your opinion, how hard is it to choose like which ones are really great or like telling somebody, okay, you need to do something else here? Yeah, I think, you know, I tend to be a bit more generous than some other judges, you know, mm-hmm. um, because like you made wine, you know, like <laughs> good, great. It's wine. It tastes like it should. It's wine. But I think, you know, there's a lot of people that put their opinion into it to be like, well, I think Syrah shouldn't taste like this. Or I think, you know, Pinot Noir should taste like this. I'm kind of like, well, let's judge it for what it is. And pers- you know, you're kind of stuck with whatever, however the competition has decided to judge it. You're, that's mm-hmm. like the criteria that you have to run through. I, we've actually created our own judging metric because we've always wanted to do a wine competition mm-hmm. that is completely different from anything that anybody's <laughs> ever done before. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like the system's a little bit old and clunky. Like you give it a gold medal or a double gold or like a silver and you know, like, again, I, I tend to be more generous. I mean, but it sounds like you just really have a great love for wine. And it's just amazing how you were able to create this career just out of having a party. And now you're having, it even, <laughs> now you get to have like a party almost every day. So does it feel like work though, when you're doing that? Um, I mean, yes, some days it's definitely work. You know, like I spend more time at a desk than I spend, um, you know, running around drinking wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I could flip those over a little bit, but, <laughs> but man, it's fun. Like, it's just like every, every time I walk in the space, um, cause for a while we had an office that was like across the street. And so like, we just run back and forth every, like all day. Mm-hmm. Um, just walking in the space. It's a, like, it's a, it, I put a smile on my face every single time I walk in there, you know? Yeah. And like watching people walk through and have fun and like, my favorite is like when we re- we let the first group through, mm-hmm. it takes about like 60 to 90 minutes for people to walk through the space and we'll still be like maybe having a meeting or doing something in the bar area where there's like no guests and you just hear the laughter get closer and closer and closer and closer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, I don't know. That's great. I-, I love that. That must be the best feeling ever that you know you're giving that many people that much enjoyment, that much laughter and they can enjoy and love something you love the most. Yeah. Yeah, right? It's like, it's really special. And, you know, like, I think I'm really lucky to be able to say, you know, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I'm, like I make people happy, you know? Yeah. 
That's that's a guy. Like I said, it's got to be an awesome feeling. So you all have this new venue that you've created, right? The Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. What's that like? Because I really want to. I I mean, hate that we ha- aren't able to explore it, but talk to the audience about that because I know when things you know open back up, people are going to want to come everywhere. So talk to us about the new space. Yeah. So we took um, we took about fourteen thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. And we built this space called Immersed in Wonderland. And we worked with this artist named Alexa Mead. And um, she's, you know, fairly well-known artist. She did like an Ariana Grande video. Mm-hmm. And she does this painting style that is almost like, it kind of looks like a, like, like it looks almost like a Van Gogh painting. And you see the photos of it and you're like, oh, that looks like a cool painting. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, like you turn sideways, you're like, no, she painted a table and a chair and a person and clothing and all of this stuff to make it look like you're in a like you're in it and so we took the the alice in wonderland alice's adventures in wonderland by Lewis carroll Mm -hmm. and we took that theme and built this huge space with about 30 different kind of like scenes and alexa and her team man they're crazy like they painted the whole space floor ceiling, walls, everything. And I think about eight weeks, six wow. weeks, like they didn't sleep. They were working around the clock, just like painting this incredible space. Um, so that's really fun. And then she redid our bar. So we t- she took the bar area mm-hmm. and completely redid it in Rosie Mansion color palette, but in her art style. And we're expanding the bar's um, offerings. So before we just had a Rosie bar, but now we have a liquor license, so we're gonna do, um, we're gonna make a couple of signature cocktails. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna have, you know, like bottles and glasses of red wine, bottles and glasses of white wine, along with our 100 bottle rose list. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really turning into like this, like, you know, we wanna just, we made a really cool bar at the end of Rose Mansion, but now we want to just make a really great wine bar. Oh, right. Well, you said you have your liquor license. Are you going to incorporate other liquors like whiskey? Because um, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do, um, we're going to do uh, draft cocktails. Mm. So basically it's, it's logistically, it's logistically easier to, to do draft cocktails. We can also do something really, really cool with it. Um, mm-hmm. so what I want to do, we might not get this off the ground immediately, but like, uh, cause stuff got back ordered from China, but we wanted to do, um, Cocktails in a in a teapot, so you can like. Oh. Have, like <laughs> <laughs> You're making my day! Oh my gosh! Hurry up and open! Hurry up and open! <laughs> With a teapot, really? We're gonna sip some yeah. tea like that, honey? That's the tea like, I want to sip. sip. That, yeah, that's the tea I want to sip with you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds so much fun! We've got to get back into this. Oh my gosh! I. I have a VR tour I can send you. We we did so we did a VR walkthrough. So you can send it and you can post it and you can see people can kind of see what it looks like. Oh my gosh, yes, because I just want to see it so that when I'm I, I don't think I'm ready. I don't think the audience <laughs> is ready, but this sounds so amazing. So when, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it sounds amazing though, Tyler. Like you re- you and Morgan are really creating you a unique space for people to enjoy life. And I appreciate you all for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. We, that means a lot. It really means a lot. Cause that's, that's why we do it. You know, yeah. like it's a place to 
people to come together. We want to make it about celebration, you know, and the celebration, it could be big things. It could be little things like but more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's like I said, I'm really excited about it now. And I'm like, come on, Rona, go away. And then <laughs> also just, I want to pause right quick. I want to thank you all for um, what you're doing against the social injustice. Um, oh. I, I saw your post and it really means a lot to me being a black woman that you all are doing your part in this fight. Um, I know you all have been doing your part trying to keep people's spirits up during the pandemic, but oh my gosh, I don't want to cry because it's just, it's so much going on right now. And to know that you are, you know, speaking out against the social injustice and still trying your best to make people happy during like this, this time that we never thought we would be in. It's so amazing. And I, I definitely really appreciate you and Morgan for this. Well, thank you. We're, we're trying and we can, we can do more and we're going to, we're continuing, we're continuing and trying and trying and trying. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate this. So, um, will you, uh, let me stop trying to cry and bring it back together. But like I said, it just, it's very touching to see what you all are doing, but, um, Will you guys continue some of the virtual contact with with fans once you all reopen and we phase back into, you know, some new normal? I think so. I, you know, like we started this company by like, <laughs> we like in 2018, we like maxed out our credit cards and like yeah. just opened the first location. Like I, 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 I still don't know how we did it, even though we were there and we did it. <laughs> and we, it was such a race to like, now build this, now fix this out, now fix out. We really have been thinking in the back of our heads that we really wanted a larger digital component to what we do. Okay. And, you know, I think being able to do, you know, like these happy hours and being able to, the Wine Wednesday community is awesome. It's a great community. And I right. think like we, those are things we 100% want to continue doing. Um, what form they live in. But I think, you know, like I think we're a bit constrained because like I'm stuck in my apartment in Brooklyn. And so like, I only have so much space. So it's like, well, what can we do once we have a 32,000 square foot space? Right. Like maybe how can we expand the digital, you know, and we have so many people from all over the place. Like they can't come to Rosie Mansion, you know, like that, that often because of geography. So, you know, it, the short answer is yes. Um, okay. You know, I don't, we want to make it, we want to develop it and, and, and keep it growing because that's like who we are. Um, but yeah, yes. The short answer is yes. <laughs> no, everyone has to keep staying, stay tuned because as the, as you progress back into phasing back into our new normal, you know, you'll come up with this. And as long as people stay tuned, they'll know what's going on at Rose Mansion and the immersion, the new immersion venue, um, mm -hmm. you know, and stay connected with you all. Like you said, Everybody can't come to Rose Mansion as often as they want to because of geography. But I think with technology, you guys have really figured out a way to keep in touch with fans and to make a new experience for people. So I, I like that you guys are going to keep some aspect of this. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, like I said, I, I, I'm going to kind of wrap this up because I could talk to you forever about Rose wine, <laughs> but I want I to can talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> See, we could be on here for hours, but. I'm going to say in hopes that we will be able to be together soon in person and actually experience both of your venues in person. Um, and then for those who are unable to get here that often, get to your spaces often, they can still experience that virtually and still enjoy a good time with friends. Um, 
can you talk to our audience about how they can continue to follow you, follow both venues and Morgan to get all the scoop about what you guys are doing? Yeah, the best and easiest way is Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we keep everything up to date on Instagram. Um, just Rosewine at Rosewine Mansion. I have my Instagram is just Tyler Bally. I am not the best at posting. Sometimes I do post a lot. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> um, but we try to keep it all up to date on our, um, you know, our website's up to date, rosewinemansion.com. But really the Instagram is the place that we try to, you know, we put everything that's what's going on there. Um, we actually were, uh, we actually almost had a lease and we were going to open a new location in Chicago this summer. Oh, um, so you are thinking open. about other cities, you know, DMV, we like Rosé here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, I think like, you know, like our, ex our expansion plans have like, we're rethinking it. We have a lot of time to like sit and like figure out how we can make this, you know, more engaging and more fun and what do people want? And so I think we have a lot of great ideas that I'm, I'm personally excited to figure out what, what they turn into. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So audience, you guys, you have to stay tuned to their Instagram on Rose Wine Mansion check out the website, make sure you are logging in, getting your free ticket to their Wednesday happy hours, the Friday happy hours, and make sure you're drinking rosé on National Rosé Wine Day. Thank you so much, Tyler, for coming on and sharing your journey and sharing with us about your venues. And you guys, always thank you for listening to Tea Time with Monica. You've been listening to Tea Time with Monica. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast medium. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow me on social media at Monica underscore the curvy diva spelled M-O-N-I-C-A underscore T-H-E-K-U-R-V-Y-D-I-V-A and at Tea Time with Monica.